right, three, two, one. How's it going, everybody? And welcome back to Nerd Stuff with Ian 2.0 podcast. And as always, I'm your host, Ian. And today's episode, I'm actually going to do a quick DC animated movie review of the Batman Death in the Family interactive movie. And kind of just like my thoughts on it, you know, the usual good and bad, the pros and cons of it. And I definitely, for people who are kind of curious, Death in the Family is another one of the better Batman storylines that has been written. Now, it was pretty much helmed by Dennis O'Neill, who, if you remember, or if you've ever read any comic books of Batman from the 1970s to the early 2000s, you know, whether it's Batman Nightfall, No Man's Land, you know, anything with Rachel Ghoul. You know, he he's had he was one of those guys that really changed the face of Batman and taken him from the campy Adam West Batman to the more serious toned character you see nowadays. You can thank him. Now he did pass earlier this year, so you know, if you guys are ever curious, you guys can always find his stories. But I figured this is always going to be one of the ones he's most remembered for because Batman Death in the Family was the story that was pretty much meant to kill Jason Todd. And essentially, they when it was done, it was I think it was done in like the early 80s is when it was established. They were going to go forth and do this because at this point... Dick Grayson had moved on from being Robin. Him and Batman kind of had their falling out. Dick Grayson wanted to move on. He became Nightwing and Teen Titans. And Batman, of course, picked up another Robin in Jason Todd. Essentially, in the comic books, they more or less originally treated him pretty similar to how they treated Dick Grayson. There wasn't much difference, like, story-wise, everything like that. He, He was very much, like, the same. And a lot of people didn't like it they were like well why not make him different you know we've why not just bring back dick grayson as robin you know you you've already you're you're using the same character and they really went after dc for doing that so dc was like well yes we gotta figure out something and denny o'neill or dennis o'neill was one of the guys that like looked at and he's like well the idea i have is we could technically kill him off you know, either we give people the idea to do a poll. Now, mind just as long with DC execs, so they're all working through this at the time. They're like, well, we could technically kill off this character and go forth and kind of just see what they want. You know, maybe give people like a darker Batman because they had seen, you know, people been wanting some darker stories. Dennis O'Neill been playing a little bit more with them. You know, his, his Rachel Ghoul stuff along with Neil Adams, they they were getting sales. And Batman, of course, was one of the ones that, with him on it, they were doing well with. So, of course, him and DC, they worked on that, and they went through it, and they went through it. And they finally just came up with their idea. They were like, well, let's just give the poll. Let's see what happens. And whoever wins the poll will determine what we do with Jason Todd, Robin. And, of course, that's what they did. Now, to kind of give like a quick summary of Death in the Family, Robin, 
or I guess I say death in the family, real quick is essentially Batman is gone out of the country, more or less like I think it was Saudi Arabia or within the Middle East. We'll put it in the Middle East. And essentially he was going after Rachel Ghoul, who's a bioterrorist, more or less. Like he was trying to do a bioweapon. Now, unfortunately for him, who also was there, was Jason Todd. And Jason Todd, more or less, and Batman were kind of coming at odds to each other because Jason Todd was getting a little more reckless. He wasn't following Batman's orders as much as he should have. And Batman, he... Inadvertently, he has a soft spot for Jason. Like, Dick kind of got the worst. I think... Dick might have got the initial primitive Batman training. Jason didn't get it as bad. Now, I can, I'll kind of talk about who I think, as a Robin, probably got the worst of it. But Dick Grayson definitely got, like, a prime in Batman, like, training session. Jason Todd definitely got a prime Batman. But Batman was a little more relaxed with them in a lot of ways. And I think that was one of the bigger issues. Now... Jason Todd also had been dealing with the fact that he's more of an orphan, like his dad had died, and in the Death in the Family story, or a Death in the Family story, Jason Todd finds out he his mom's alive, like he thought she had died, and she was actually out in the Middle East, and Jason Todd, while there, kind of finds her, and it helps him kind of, in a lot of ways, just move forward. Like he, he's feeling whole and kind of giving him kind of closure on his story. But unfortunately, while they're there, the Joker had been hired by pretty much Rachel Ghoul to more or less distract Batman and Robin while Rachel Ghoul did what he wanted. Now, in this, Batman and Robin, of course, they battle Joker and all of them, but they end up getting separated. Joker ends up separating Batman from Robin. Joker takes Robin. And he also pretty much finds out about Jason Todd's mom. And he takes her with him. Now, a lot of times they forget that the mom was involved. And essentially, whenever you see like Batman under the Red Hood, you only see, really see Jason Todd. Well, unfortunately, it wasn't just Jason. It was him and his mom. Now, they have retconned that since, but essentially, I mean, Joker just went in on Jason. His mom was tied up. His mom was just begging and pleading for Jason's life, and Joker was going in on him. You know, he was beating him to within an inch of his life and just did everything he could to really torture Robin because... To his eyes, you know, the psyche of Joker, Joker always hate the Robins the most because they're the ones that can be with Batman that joke that the Joker knows he can never be with. He can't have those those team up intimate moments, not intimate in the sense of sexual, but intimate in the sense of like friendship with with Batman, with Bruce. He can't be the guy that teams up with Batman to defeat the criminals. And the Joker's always kind of had that played upon him. 
So, of course, Joker being the person he is, he hates Robins. In particular, he hates Jason Todd, because Jason Todd's the one that likes to be a loudmouth and run his mouth to the Joker. Joker doesn't really appreciate that much, and as I said earlier, he beat him to an inch of his life, and pretty much does his thing, just tells pretty much him to send his regards to Batman, and he left Jason Todd and his mom to die. After Jason Todd had reconciled with his mom and was excited, you know, he was going to more or less, kind of leave the bad life. And he was going to tell Bruce. Unfortunately, when Batman found out about it, Batman, of course, rushed off to try and save Jason. But before he got there, the bomb went off and it killed Jason and his mom. And it devastated Bruce. I mean, Bruce inadvertently, if you, if you read the original story, Batman went after him like with no regard you know he he continued the battle he went after him and just did everything he could to truly stop the joker and which he did and batman came so close to wanting to kill the joker but at the end batman did not he just he ended up taking the Joker back. Now, that's the original story. Now, the retcon of that comes in Batman Under the Red Hood, where more or less you have the you have where they retcon where Jason Todd's mom wasn't there, and that Jason Todd and Batman still, of course, deal with all that, and bomb still goes off, everything like that. But instead, Rachel Ghoul feeling guilty for releasing the madness that is the Joker on the world, he decides to, as a gift, resurrect Jason Todd. Now, with him doing that, using the Lazarus Pits, it made whatever shattered, broken portions of Jason become more out there. And of course, Batman and Red Hood, they went at it. And, I mean, it was very, in my opinion, the concept was cool. Like, when I was, when that story came out, I was reading Jeff John's Teen Titans. And they had a crossover issue before they did Crisis on Infinite Earths. Because when Red Hood came back, or, came, or Red Hood came up with Jason Todd, he was coming up right around the final the Crisis on Infinite Earths event. Or I said, or is it, is it Infinite Crisis? Let me, let me look, because again, there's Final Crisis, Crisis on Infinite Earths, and Infinite Crisis. I believe it's Infinite Crisis is the one that he came up as. I'll correct that. Infinite Yep, it was Infinite Crisis. And that was a big event that was helmed by Jeff Johns. And it was one of DC's bigger events. And that was about the time I was reading a lot of DC. Because I was reading Outsiders and Teen Titans. You had Judd Winnick on The Outsiders. And you had Teen Titans written by Jeff Johns. So, and I was reading Green Lantern Corps. So to kind of give concept, or I guess put time frame on it 
So they did the story. And during this, you kind of had like a mix of basket. What's going on? Batman, of course, is dealing with Red Hood. And then if you were reading Teen Titans, Red Hood went in on Tim Drake. Like he beat the brakes off him for being a Robin. And I mean, he went after Nightwing too. And I mean, he, he did some damage to the Bat family. And in the end, you know, Batman, of course, is able to defeat him. Jason Todd does, you know, his whole thing of really making Batman try to choose between him and the Joker, who lives, who dies. And in the end, you know, Red Hood gets away because Batman can't kill Joker as much as he wants to. Now, people will... People say if you compare the graphic novel to the to the DC animated movie, Batman Under the Red Hood, that they love the movie more than they love the original graphic novel. And it's because the movie does a better job of really getting that message across and not having as many issues with it. Meaning there wasn't as many, I want to put like continuity and everything like that. You could put that story out. And it stands alone, and it's just a great animated movie that Judd Winnick helped write. Because he, more or less, was able to fix a lot of stuff he wanted to fix in the original story. Now, let's get to Batman Death in the Family, the interactive movie. Now, within Batman Death in the Family, the interactive movie, I'll just call it the interactive movie, you get to make multiple choices within the film. Does Robin die the normal way? Does death death in the family happen falling under the Red Hood? Does Batman save Jason Todd but die in the process? Or does Jason Todd, you know, survive? Batman doesn't save him in time, but Jason Todd survives and becomes something worse. Now... It's very interesting, and I definitely was not mad at that. I think it was, the idea is good. I like the idea of, you know, the fans getting a choice, like, hey, which story do you want to follow? It keeps you guys entertained, and they do add a lot of new original material to the movie. And I feel like that does help it, because it does warrant its price. Now... With that, it is a DC movie, and you do, for the most part, get a lot of the original people who voice Under the Red Hood to come back, like Bruce Greenwood, who did original Batman for that, who later on went to voice Young Justice Batman, John DiMaggio, who voiced the Joker, he comes back. Those are really the two big ones. In comparison to like Nightwing, who was voiced by Neil Patrick Harris, or Red Hood, voiced by Jensen Ackles. I mean, they had an all-star cast for voice casting in that one. They were unfortunately not able to get them back due to the fact that probably guaranteed not enough lines to warrant them, and I think they wanted to do something a little different in a sense of just kind of doing with what they had. So they had another voice actor who did the original or was able to mimic more or less the original Robin voice and not do the change for Jensen Ackles. So you had him more or less filling in for Red Hood, filling in all that stuff. And I kind of didn't like that because I wanted Jensen Ackles' voice back for Red Hood. Now that's kind of like one of my bigger cons to it. 
And I'll, I'll kind of go a little more in depth about it a little bit. But the idea of the interactive movie, I think, works. You get like seven different endings. I think it does a good job of really kind of giving you as the viewer a chance to really just kind of see different ideas. Kind of goes over a multiverse idea. And I think it worked to an extent. And I think I like the fact that legitimately there's at least a solid 10, 15, almost 20 minutes of like they do a death in the family. But again, they don't really bring in Jason Todd's mom. I think they really did retcon that out pretty heavily because more or less Jason Todd was kind of after me and his mom was more or less on the way out. Now, with that, that, that's a lot of the good is, you know, they did add a lot of new film to it, which made it good. They gave you the chance of an interactive choice. They also, you know, they gave you guys some good voice actors. They gave good voice actors and the animation stayed pretty much within the same vein. And I think that you could tell they, it was a love letter to both a death in the family and to under the red hood. Now the cons to it. To me personally, the biggest con was not getting Jensen Ackles voice again for red hood. I think he just, he nailed red hood so perfectly that like, I can't hear that voice without him. And I think that he just, to me, he encapsulates Jason Todd. I think he just did a great job. I also personally think that, and this is just my thought, I wish they had done this. So whenever you, I wish when, during the sequence, instead of doing, when you have the choice of Jason Todd lives but by luck, Jason Todd dies, or Batman saves Jason, I wish when you had chosen Jason Todd dies, that it would go into the Under the Red Hood movie. That you could do the intro into the Under the Red Hood movie. And I think that would have made it, in my opinion, way better. I think people would have spent the money to for the addition. You could have built it like that. Where it was a two-on-one DC animated movie. Because they said it incorporates both A Death in a Family and Under the Red Hood. I think they could have combined the two rough cut them and I think it would have made for a more compelling film and I think a lot of people would have put more money into it I think it would have warranted like the $25 price I think now if I look at the interactive movie or 20 to $25 price if I look at it with just the interactive movie alone by itself I think the film might warrant like 15 16 bucks. 20 is really pushing in my opinion. Just because I feel like yes, you get some new material, but I feel like you kind of get copped out when it comes down to the under red hood portion cuz literally it's just them with a Bruce Greenwood over like monologue over over the animation as they do it more or less. And ugh, sorry I had to yawn. And them doing that, I felt like kind of, it really shorted the viewer. If, if this is their first time really watching it, 
they never bought the original DVD or Blu-ray for it, that they would have felt kind of like shorted a little bit on that one. Now, I also, for me, I feel like that the the Jason Todd lives but by luck story, I felt like it was interesting, and I kind of liked it, but I kind of wish they had done a little more with it, to be honest. That's just how I think about it. I also think there was there was a lot of story I feel like they could have played with. But again, I also get like you know budget constraints, and they, they can only do but so much when it comes down to that kind of anime movie. They're not trying to blow a bunch of new money or a bunch of money on a story that's old. They've already done more or less the Under the Red Hood story. They've done it. It's been released. And they don't want to put more budget into it. That, to me, I think was also one of the bigger cons. But I think that's one that you can kind of put in the neutral area. Because at the end of the day, you know, they're making an animated movie. Now, do I think that... This is one that you guys should be must-owned. Personally, I don't. I think if you're a fan of Death in the Family and Under the Red Hood, and you want something different and cool to watch, then yeah, definitely check it out. You can either rent it, or if you really want to buy and get a good deal, like I got, I think, for like 11 bucks on Amazon, in my opinion, I'm not mad at that. I think that was a great price for that. And I'm like, I enjoyed it. I was able to have a nice evening. I just watched it and went through and got to see the different concepts they would go with. That's what I appreciate about it. So good. I like they they added to they added the death in the family portion to Under the Red Hood. I'm glad they got most of the voice actors back. The animation stayed the same. I think it stayed very clear and concise with how they did it. And the seven multiple endings were not bad. I think they were definitely good at the end of the day. You can tell they were very thought out for what they wanted. Bad, the price tag. They didn't get back a lot of the, didn't get back some of the other key voice actors. And the end, I feel like there was still a story they had there that they didn't take advantage of. So, and unfortunately, because it's kind of more as a rehash, you weren't able to get everything you wanted. So, if I had to give this a score out of 10, I would, I'd give it a 6. Unfortunately, I would give it a 6. It's still good. And if you like Under the Red Hood, and that's like one of your favorite animated movies, like it's in my top 5, then definitely this is worth either getting or watching. But if you're like, hey, I, this is the first one I want to get into, then I honestly say just buy Batman Under the Red Hood on Blu-ray or DVD, and you can just read a Death in the Family book, and you're okay. Just being honest. I definitely think that it is a good movie into that sense. But at the end of the day, I... I will lay it that way just because I don't think every fan wants to blow a bunch of money on it. So with that being said, I'm going to kind of close this one out. Thanks again for listening. As always, you know, you guys can always like, share, subscribe. 
And uh, you guys can always find me at G- at nerdstuffwithian at gmail.com, Facebook, Twitter, all that fun stuff. And, uh, yeah, hopefully you guys enjoy this episode and have a great day. Later.